You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, your weekly go-to podcast for all things NBA. Subscribe on iTunes or listen every week on thedimepodcast.com. And now, your host, Josh Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Dime. The Brooklyn Nets have quietly been one of the best teams in the league for a little. NBA Twitter is wild, and my guest is here to restore sanity to my mind if you want to follow the dime on twitter at the dime nba give the show five stars on itunes and please leave a comment or review saying how much you love this podcast listen the dime hotline is open and we have a question today leave a question or comment to be aired on the show 805-826-3463 like i said we have a question for my guest today and that guest is a rapper a producer, and most importantly, the man who has kept me from jumping off the George Washington Bridge multiple times. <laughs> Everybody, please welcome to the show, Quab, a.k.a. Y.E.S. Baby, for the third time, right? This is your third time on the dime. Yeah, third time's Yay. a charm, right? Yeah. You can follow him at <laughs> Quab, a.k.a. Yes, on Twitter. On IG as well, right? Is it the same thing? Yeah, same thing. All right. Anything new coming up, Quab? Anything people should know about? Uh, got something coming up. I'll uh, you can just follow me on my socials. You probably see an announcement, but I nothing to really announce so far. All right, cool. And this is going to be uh, a heavy Brooklyn Nets episode because Quab is a Nets fan. He is one of the true. You might be the only true Nets fan I know. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not gonna lie, because I, most people who I know who are Nets fans are like, yeah, I like Nets, whatever. No, yeah, I'm a Nets fan. Ha ha ha. But like, you like them. You watch every game. Yeah, I watch every game. I think I've been watching them since I watched them for a while. I've been watching them when uh, Marbury was still the point guard on the team. My and I was the idiot. I was like, when he got traded for Jason Kidd, I was like, why? Why would you trade him for Jason Kidd? <laughs> <laughs> then we went to the finals well, twice. So yeah, <laughs> that that is why you trade Marbury for Jason Kidd. Big facts. We, yeah. Yeah. So we have some Nets talk coming up, but first, NBA Twitter is wild, ladies and gentlemen. Did you just? I can't believe. Yes. Yes, you really tweeted that out. NBA Twitter, you are undefeated. Undefeated. I love NBA Twitter. It keeps me sane at night. Sane because it's hilarious and these takes are unbelievable. Quab, I'm going to throw some Twitter takes at you. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, so this is going to hit both of us in the ribs right here. This is from Bratis Gurum at okay. Be True to Life. He says... The Nets should consider signing Carmelo Anthony because <laughs> of where they are. I believe Atkinson was with the Knicks a bit when Melo was here in New York. Not sure. But even if not, they still should take a chance with him. If not Brooklyn, then Philly, Portland, or Dallas all could be options. Would you want Carmelo Anthony uh, hell as no. a Brooklyn Net? <laughs> <laughs> hell, hell no. Uh, no. 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 Uh, no. No, no, I mean, we, he'd depends. be a great fit, Quab. <laughs> he he would fit much better on the Knicks right now. I feel Stop like. Stop it! So let's, no, let's he wouldn't. No, go he wouldn't. back home, Mello. Go no, back no. to the Knicks. No, go back not to go Knicks. back home. This go is about the... this is about your Nets, Quab. Okay, well, I'll say this: he's not. It depends on which Mello you. I always say it depends on which Mello you get. You get the type of Mello that buys in into the system the Nets are running right now and being unselfish and all that then he'd be a great fit but i don't i don't know which mellow any of these teams are gonna get like so i don't i would say i'll say no i'm good um uh, yeah like but you know what's crazy though what I, I saw like the videos i've seen us every every team that he has left there's they never no players complain about him like he's great yeah. in the locker room that's it like, they do say that yeah i mean the- he's very He's very respected by by his, his teammates and all that. He's well liked by the league in general. The one time there was kind of beef was during Linsanity, and he came yes. back. And I remember Jared Jeffrey said uh, something. I think Tyson Chandler said something too. That was kind of cryptic. They're like, "Hey, listen, you know, we're rolling right now. Hopefully, we can stick as a team, and and the people can fit in." And it was it was towards Carmelo Anthony. I know Jared Jeffries wasn't shy about his thoughts with Carmelo Anthony, but he's Jared Jeffries, and no one respects Jared <laughs> Jeffries. Um, but aside from the whole Linsanity thing ending and him coming back i don't remember a time where any of his teammates were bashing him or saying he was selfish they all love him so i mean credit to him yeah i mean like that's that's the part that's always like 
it's always weird because I feel like everybody has given the same speech afterwards. Like, well, he he was great in the locker room. He was never caused any problems. It just didn't work out here. Right. But why didn't it work out? Yeah. It's like, why? I feel like I just feel the Rocket situation has always been weird to me, like how it how it ended. It's kind of like they're just like, yeah, you're the reason why we're losing. I'm like, no, no. I don't know if they no. blamed it on him. They kind, they kind of did. They just like did. it's not gonna work out here. I think they, they realized it wasn't gonna work out, and they just cut ties very early. Yeah, but it, it felt like they were kind of like pushing the blame on him. But I don't know where he ends up. I don't know where he's. Don't. What other teams did, did that guy list? The Sixers. <laughs> He said the Sixers, the Blazers, and the Mavericks. I don't understand. I don't understand his thought process with Brooklyn. If you know anything about Brooklyn, they're just a bunch of. I, I don't want to use the word mis, misfits because I feel like that's kind of mean. Yeah. But they are. You know, D'Angelo Russell's kind of a misfit. Spencer Dinwiddie was trying to find his way around the league. Like Joe, same with Joe Harris, and they all fit together and they're playing well. Carmelo Anthony doesn't move the ball. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't fit into that identity. So I wonder where people get these takes from. They just kind of like think of a team and they're like oh yeah he'll be good there i I don't i don't understand and i I see that i see that a lot where they're like oh he would he would fit in brooklyn i'm like no he wouldn't but no not at all philly i kind of get they need some scoring off the bench they really have no bench play portland i think he'd be a disaster tracy mcgrady said on the jump a couple days ago that he should go to portland and i'm like no can you imagine him and cj mccullum on the floor at the same time that would be a disaster they don't play defense and they don't share the ball that would be horrible i think i think he might end up in portland I, I don't think so. I think he you, ends up in Philly. Philly, or, Philly or the Lakers. I think LeBron might throw him a bone. Yeah, LeBron really wants him on the Lakers. But I feel like Portland, also, Dame and CJ have, like, spoke highly. Like, they want they wanted Dame him loves to go him. to Portland. Yeah, loves him. Dame loves him. I just don't know if Portland would want him. I don't think Terry Stotts would want to have to balance. Like, he already has problems with ball movement because of CJ McCollum. Now you, you're going to add Carmelo Anthony. You're going to have to stagger their minutes somehow. You can't play them together. I, feel like I, I, I sense, I sense a little CJ McCollum like uh, friction there. Like, <laughs> no, no, I like CJ. Like, he just doesn't play defense, and he's 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 isolation specialist. Not so much Anthony, where it's like ISO jab step jab step. He gets the ball and goes, so it's kind of different. But I don't know. I don't think Melo would be a good fit at all. I might be in the minority in that one. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know where he. I don't. And what was other Dallas? Yeah, Dallas. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's a good. Yeah, fit. I don't. I don't see that either, but definitely no to the Nets. All right, our next tweet comes from Dustin the Wind. That's clever. His name is Dustin. And nice. nice. Dustin the Wind. At Hughes 22 he says, James Harden is the Donald Trump of basketball. People will do anything to make him out to be bad or anything to avoid giving him the slightest bit of credit. Before you come after me, I didn't even vote for Trump. Governor Johnson right here. So we have a libertarian who is a James Harden fan, apparently. What? Do you think (laughs) that James Harden is the Donald Trump of Uh, basketball and that people will do anything to make him out to be bad or giving him credit? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, NBA Twitter. Uh, What? (laughs) I love you. Uh, What? I feel like that's... that. um, A better comparison might be like... For that uh, analogy, or I guess would would be like Durant. I get, I don't ew, like I don't even want to. I don't even know if there's a Donald Trump in basketball. Here's that's, the thing with Donald Trump. <laughs> like I I don't want to get political. You know I am gonna get political. You're about, you're about to turn that corner. I am. You're I, about I to turn. To. <laughs> but the reason why Donald Trump gets so much flack is because he does stupid shit and he says stupid shit and he says racist shit and he says sexist shit. Like <laughs> that is why he gets flack. James Harden gets flack because he might draw a couple fouls. It's completely different. Um, I don't think he's the James, uh, Donald Trump of basketball. I don't think anyone's a Donald Trump of basketball. I can't think of someone who's equivalent to what Donald Trump is to this country. Donald Trump is a cancer to this country. I don't think there's a cancer to the NBA right now. <laughs> like, I, to, to me, it's like uh, this guy's a libertarian, so he tries to play the whole middle ground. Like, oh, I voted for Governor Johnson, Gary Johnson. So he didn't vote for Hillary. He didn't vote for Trump. He took the middle ground, and he wants to see both sides. But the whole both sides thing is a logical fallacy. It doesn't work with any type of argument whatsoever because it's a fallacy not everything has both sides there's right and there's wrong sometimes and this is the case where that's the where that's what it is i can't believe i just went off on a political rant in a nba podcast i actually did not pull this tweet to go off on a political rant it just made me do it i don't know i'll let you go though like you go you can you can have i know i'm not (laughs) that's such a wild take like i can't even like it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to me how someone like 
listens to Donald Trump speak and like, oh, well, people are a little overcritical. No, they're not. Like he says, like <laughs> the things he says are unbelievable. It's it's not even like he we're doing it to him or the media is doing it to him. Like he literally puts these words in his mouth. He literally contradicts himself. I don't know how you can put an NBA pl- player's name and the way they play basketball and compare it to that. It's two different extremes. It's a, it's a very. That was a very wild take by that dude. I, I'm I don't sorry. Even, yeah, that I, was a very wild take, and I, I probably just lost like 20 subscribers. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, no, uh, but James Harden in general, I feel like I, there are a lot of people who hate the way he plays. I had a guest on my podcast a couple weeks ago, Stephen Falcones, who just doesn't like the way he plays. He thinks you know he he's cheap, he draws fouls, and he's he's overrated. What do you think of James Harden? He makes the rules work for him. I can't can't knock it. Like the man. Okay, you can you can get mad about him drawing all those fouls, right? Right. But that doesn't take away from his skill level. The man hits on real shots. He does. Like he does. That part I can't. Like he he's basically and the way the rules are set up, it basically makes him unguardable. Like you gotta you gotta force his team like his teammates to beat you and take the ball off his hands. That's probably the only way you have a chance usually, but. I, yeah. I think I'm not I'm I'm not uh I like him as a player like he because he he's make he makes the the system like D'Antoni system completely works for him right so it's just high. Well, it's, it's all it's all isolation specialist yeah it's like hey here James Harden take the ball shoot a three or drive and kick yeah and he does it at a high consistent like high consistent level so. I don't know how you can really. I understand. I understand when people are like, "Oh, they get they get annoyed by the foul calls," but I I don't understand how you can really hate on him just because he is he's skilled and he's consistent. I agree. I agree. All right, last tweet is from. Oh my goodness, I just lost it. Here he goes from Sneezy, the at the Sean M Evans. He says, "I just watched Devin Booker try to fight Gorgie Dang, and let's be real here." D book wants zero smoke. That's a, oh. That's a, oh, is that fact. is that facts? That's a fact. Is that facts? That's a fact. Devin Booker versus Gorgie Jang. Who you taking? I'm taking. I'm taking the African strength. Oh, that is right. Quab is from Africa, ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking the Quab. He would beat the brakes off him. I don't, man. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> Is Devin Booker a tough guy? Is he? I don't even like uh, he's, know uh, that. I don't. I know he has a temper, right? Didn't he like have a fight with Tyler Eulis or something like that, or get into an argument with him? I don't know. He's spicy. I'll say that. He's a little spicy. He's, spicy. he's a little spicy. <laughs> he can like. But is it all? Is it all spice? I, I man, maybe. I don't. He doesn't really back down. I see a lot of stuff like, like he he's not scared to stand up for himself, which is like you have to in this league. So, but uh, yeah, I, I man, I don't know. I don't know him personally. I don't know if he's ever been in a fight in his life. Right, but uh, if you're good luck, yo, if you're trying to fight like a six foot ten African who had to like, who who has the mindset of like, I I'm not supposed to be here in terms of like, like I I barely made it here. Uh yeah, good luck. He's he's had to fight his whole life. When you see you see you see them pictures of those kids, I was always like, yo, with ten cents a day, you could like you could help. Good luck, bro. You he beat the brakes off you, like. <laughs> and it's just not fair. I think Devin Booker's like six 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 seven. Yeah. Gorgie Dang is six eleven. The reach is in Dang's favor. The height advantage is in Dang's favor. Dang is athletic. I would have to go with Dang too. You know, I think Devin Booker's a better basketball player, but that has nothing to do with boxing or fighting. Facts. I don't know if Devin Booker knows some stuff, by the way. So if Devin Booker wants smoke with that me, is true. I, I, I don't. So I don't know if he's like him, <laughs> if he trains or something. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just going. I'm I'm going to side that with Gorgie on this I one. I always told myself if I have kids. That I always would tell him that you never know what another man is capable of. You never know. Like you could be walking in down the street and this dude knows full out like jujitsu. Like you don't know. You have no idea. We don't know if Devin yep. knows like any type yep. of like Muay Thai or whatever it's called. Is Muay Thai a fighting style or is that like a Starbucks drink? More, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Neither do I. It just sounds uh, like a drink. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think you think about. I think you're thinking about a Mai Tai, which is like a. What is Muay Thai? Drink. Is more, did I, I make up Muay Thai? No, that Muay Thai is, is a fighting style, and Muay Thai is a yeah, drink. I believe. Yeah, I believe. I believe. I believe that's right. But I could be wrong also on both counts. So we're not gonna ask. Somebody fact check. Fact check us. Let's yeah, let us know. Please, it, just let me know. Uh, hit me on Twitter at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore or at the Dime NBA Quab. Let's transfer to your Brooklyn Nets. I actually have a voicemail from a caller about the Nets, and I promise you, I didn't set this up about 
the topic. I, I mean, you're coming on, you're a Nets fan. I didn't say, hey, someone call up about the Nets. Someone call up and act about the Nets. So here's the question, and let's answer it. What are the chances the Brooklyn Nets do anything in the playoffs? Straight and to the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a six seed right now. They're twenty five and twenty three, which means they'd be playing the three seed. And I think the three seed is going to be either probably Boston or Philadelphia at this point. I don't think Indiana stays there, but hypothetically, let's just say okay. they play Indiana first. Do you think they could beat Indiana in a seven game series? Um, it's possible, but like Indiana, Indiana gives them the most trouble out you of think all so, those really? teams, which. Which is which is weird to say. Like I've watched, like again, like you said, I've watched almost every game. Like they, some reason, I not actually, I know the reason why they they play well against the Sixers, and they've played well against the Celtics. But I feel like come playoff time, the Celtics should have it figured out. Okay. Because I feel like they just have so much talent. It's just they're not. They've been playing so selfish, but. Against like some reason, the Pacers always give them trouble. Like, always give them trouble, and it's it's simply like they this a similar style of uh, setting a high screen, and then Oladipo, whoever, just going downhill at the big man, and and always they always they always give them trouble. Um, Sixers are beatable because your point guard can't shoot. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's facts. Yeah, the point. And they guard, have they, no bench. They have no bench. Um. The one, the game they lost to the Sixers was because of a, a a Jimmy Butler buzzer beater from that same spot. Okay. Um, they have a like the Phillies. Phillies to me is weird. Like they gotta. Everybody says they gotta get more shooting. They gotta get more. I don't know. They gotta get a better. They gotta get a better bench. They gotta and they gotta figure out what how they're gonna how they're gonna play when they have those three players on the floor, because it's not like. Two, all three of them don't necessarily complement each other so well. Right. That is true. They they yeah. are a weirdly, I guess, constructed team. They have no bench. So I just from this conversation, I'm taking that if you had to choose your first round opponent, it would be Philly. Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it 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 like it depends. I feel like I'm 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 a believer that uh they can beat any team. But they can also get blown out by a team, so okay. So okay. it does. I I feel like uh, they can they could get out the first round, but they could also lose uh, four games straight. Like it's no, <laughs> they, I am I am so serious. Like it's like it's no. They I've seen I've seen them blow blow games where they were up by like thirty points. And well, that was earlier. That was earlier in the season. They had a, they had trouble in the fourth quarter. I I remember this. I remember watching games when I was back in New York because I was in New York for about a month. I remember like they blew a bunch of fourth quarter leads, and then Bill Simmons exactly. tweeted out the Nets have to be the worst fourth quarter team in history, and they're like seventeen and five since that tweet or something like that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Shout out to you, Bill Simmons, helping out thanks. Brooklyn. Thanks, um, Bill. So they're twenty five and twenty three. They're the six seed. Behind them is Miami at twenty two and twenty three. Charlotte's in the eighth spot at twenty two and twenty four. Do you think they're a lock to make the playoffs? Um, no. So you don't think they're a lock? I mean, there's some pretty bad teams behind them, and they would have to lose out on essentially three spots. I mean, Detroit would have to get in there, or Washington would have to get in there as well, and they're both 20 and 26. Yeah, they got they got a – I think the, um after, after, like, February, they have, like, a brutal schedule of, like, they're playing, like, top teams in the – I think in the West. Like so the it's Denvers like, and, the, and the Warriors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think so. So it's like it every win counts and all it takes is a team a team in the bottom just to kind of like go on a streak cuz it's so it's so close. It's a couple of wins from like between them and Miami and if if Charlotte goes on a winning streak even though I don't think they will. Uh cuz right, I think they're really I. poorly constructed. Yeah. Yes, shout out to you um, Michael Jordan. Shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on. Let's we gotta give him some flack. Listen, he's the best player of all time, but he's probably one of the worst general managers in the league. And you could take that to the bank. <laughs> I don't know why um they gave that much money to Batum. And then that if he much was healthy, it wouldn't be that bad. But it it's not okay. But my thing is like you have Kemba Walker, right? Yes. And then you draft Michael G- Kid Gilchrist. Correct. Who's not really? Who not really? He's not a shooter. 
more for defensive defensive players, uh, whatever. And then you you have this idea where you're gonna play him and Batum together, and then all your big men are like ex like ex blue collar um college players like uh, Kaminsky and um. <laughs> Who's the other one? I'm trying. I can't. I see his face, but I can't recall. But and they just they need Kemba needs to score like forty a game for them right. to have a chance every right. game, which is which is can get tiring. Yeah, it's so, it's Kemba and a bunch of like low end role players, like players who are good enough to be in a rotation, but not good enough to be that much of a contributing factor. Yes. Aside from Batoon, who I think Batoon is a solid player when he's healthy. He's just never healthy. And who else? I think Jeremy Lamb, who's like really inconsistent Mal- yeah. but talented. Malik Monk. Malik Monk say like he's talented, but so I don't I don't know I don't think they really uh do anything. The Wizards are a wash, even though I think are they are they winning now? I feel like they're 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 twenty and twenty six man. They're gonna be up and down <laughs> for the whole year. They're they are the most schizophrenic team in the league. They have to be. Actually, I wouldn't say schizophrenic because there's really not much good going on with the Wizards. They're just a mess. They're a huge mess. And until they blow it up, they need to get rid of Scott Brooks and they need to get rid of John Wall or Bradley Beal. And at this point, I think I'm going to get rid of John Wall. I was on the keep John Wall train, but at the same time, it's like maybe he's toxic. I don't know. They seem to be. But nobody's taking that contract. I know. I know you're right. And it seems like uh, Bradley Beal's more um, movable and teams seem to be more interested in him. So I don't know. They're a mess. They're a mess there in Washington. I think the problem problem over there is also because. was it Bradley Beal and Otto Porter make more than John Wall? Oof. And that that could that probably rubs John Wall the wrong way. Yeah. Um so I I'd I'd like I'd dare dare they everybody had them like as a top four team in the East. I, I had them like. at fourth in my preseason rankings. I had them at fourth. I'm embarrassed. You, you're not the only one. I I'm think embarrassed. some people some people probably had them even winning the East also just because on, on just the talent level. So I will say I had Brooklyn being the eighth seed though, so I don't know how many people had that. I had them sneaking in in the eighth seed. Nice. Um, what do you think about Karis Levert? Like, if they had Levert right now, would the record be the same? Would they be a little better? Would you feel more confident going into the playoffs? What did that uh, injury do? I mean, I to be honest with you, every time I've seen Levert play, for whatever reason, he hasn't had that good of a game. <laughs> so I really don't. I I haven't like really seen his potential or or noticed what he has done for the team. So as a net fan, and I guess just. Talk to the people out there who don't watch Brooklyn basketball because a lot of people don't. Like, what is Karis Levert? What does he mean to the team, and how good is he? Uh, he was he was um, the best player on the team before okay. he went down. So, and he was like the um, he was basically the closer. So, I think he won he won like a multiple or close to like three four games to start off the season by himself. Like, just because you get, you put the ball in his hands and he would create and get a bucket. And also the the benefit of having him on the court was that at the end of games you could have him, D'Angelo Russell, and Spencer on the floor at the same time. There there was gonna be a mismatch. Interesting. And yeah, there was gonna be a mismatch, and those those three are they can get a bucket. So close game, and they like you said they lost a lot of close fourth quarter games after Levert went down because it was just like they had to reassess and try to figure it out, and then. Spencer stepped up for a bunch of games, and now D'Angelo uh, is like playing really well. Ice in his veins. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I- that started against y'all, I think. I remember he hit a shot as a Laker against the Nets and did that. Yeah, he hit eight threes. I watched that game. Oh. He hit eight threes and an eighth one. He did that, and uh, that was like the one game where uh, Kobe didn't play on his eyes on his yeah. farewell tour. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah. So he did that, and then which was cool was like when he played against the Lakers this year, and he hit a big he hit the big shot at the end of the game. He did the same thing, and everybody like put those two clips together. So how, <laughs> like how far he's come. So um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully I thought Car like I, I think we had that discussion before like when Karras got hurt. I thought he was done for the year. So right, so he might keep, come back for the playoffs. Yeah, he might come back. I don't know, maybe probably after the All Star break. Like he's. They say like I've seen videos of him like he's in shoot around now. He's sitting on the uh on the bench during game, so he's he's coming back slowly. So if he comes back and if he gets healthy, that should be that should be like uh as good as a like a, a trade or a pickup anyway. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. And we talked about D'Angelo Russell. 
I know you've gone back and forth on him. I know we talked about him a few times, and I know he used to drive you crazy here and there, but you did see some good in him as well. Where are you with him? Is it the same thing? Is he inconsistent still, or are you confident in his abilities now? Um, I, uh, he still kind of he still can have like inconsistent games, but the the good thing about this team is that if he's not playing well, you have you have Spencer coming Spencer Dimwitty coming off the bench who's who plays who plays well also, so that kind of balances it out. And I think I was uh I was listening to like um an interview with uh Jared Dudley and who's who's basically has been like a great pickup for this team because he's he's a veteran and he kind of he's a straight shooter in terms of talking to players. And he said the the thing about D'Angelo is that because he wants to be good, he takes criticism really well. Like when he when he messes up, he'll go up to the coaches, go up to go up to a player, be like, look. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. How do I need to fix this? He he sit and watch watch film of the games to like point out the mistakes he's making, and that's been like made a difference in the past the past like the past month or so. That's why he's been playing well. So I hope this keeps going. Um, yeah that that's that's my hope. But like he still certain certain things he does still drives me crazy. But <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I see one of. All these people are like, oh my God, he's amazing. Lakers shouldn't have given up on him and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, like you, people are so re- like they react so quickly. Like, oh my, like you. Oh, uh, that's NBA Twitter for you, man. Yeah, man. It's yeah. like one day, oh, he sucks. The other day, like, oh my God, he's amazing. I'm like, you, you just said that he was the worst player ever. Like, yeah, I, I saw mean, it. <laughs> you can go like on any fan account and you will find contradictory statements probably every couple days or so, especially if they're talking about the same team. I saw somebody, I think oh, the one time, I was like, yo, people are nuts was on NBA Twitter. Somebody was like, yo, that's it. We got to trade LeBron from the Lakers. He's costing us games. I was like, wow, bro, <laughs> it was one game. He lost <laughs> he lost one game, bro. <laughs> and it wasn't his fault. Like, I, yeah. okay, yeah. Like, yeah, and like, how yo, do you feel about that? Yeah, now he's injured, and look, look what's happening. That's what I'm how saying. You- like, yeah, how, how does it look now? <laughs> yeah, like, I, oh, I can't take guys like that seriously. I can't. <laughs> Like you were talking about LeBron James here, and you know what? Honestly, con- to to be fair, people are probably saying the same thing about me. Like I can't take y'all seriously. You talking about Carmelo Anthony, but I was right. I was right. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I was right about Melo. I will go into the grave with that. I was right. <laughs> All right, Quap and Coach Melo just got to. Melo just what? I said Melo just got to go to the Knicks, man, for the culture. But go Yo, ahead. Stop it! <laughs> I will kick you off this show. We'll end this episode immediately. Kenny Atkinson, man, um, what do you think of him? Is he is he someone you wanted to be the coach for years to come? Is this in large part in due due to him, or is it more of Sean Marks and his GM abilities, or is it just a team effort? I think it's uh it goes it's both of them. It's like it starts from the top. Sean, Sean Marks has made like a bunch of good bunch of great signings, bunch of uh, great trades for uh, moving forward, and Kenny Atkinson has been known as a like a great development coach. Oh, excuse right. me. Yeah, great development coach. So he's been able, I like, I can see how certain players have improved in certain areas, and how like he, you could tell, you could tell the players love playing for him. That's one thing. That's like you can, when when a a player has a coach's back, it makes the world of a difference. When players don't like your coach, you can kind of tell about how they react or when they get asked a question about your coach. That is true. They, yeah, they don't give him credit. They kind of just brush it off, but they love playing for him. So, um, even at, like I think that he he's also gotten better as a coach in terms of like um, making adjustments and rotations and all that. And as the team is getting healthier, like it it can only benefit him as a coach. So I hope I hope he stays the coach. Good. I hope like I really hope he stays the coach. I hope same with uh, Sean Mark stays the GM and they keep they just keep improving. Like that's. That's all I. That's all I'd want. I um. I'm happy for you, Quab. I'm happy for you. You have a nice uh, yeah. team to root for. For you. I mean, it seems like the Nets are going to be good <laughs> for a while. Yeah, for a while, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they got a nice it's, young it's core like, for a while. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I, <laughs> I still think like they probably might. They probably might need to make. I have an idea of who I would want to trade for. I'll get to it right now. Tell me. That was my well, next like, question anyway, so get to it. <laughs> it might not be a popular opinion. I think that maybe they should trade for like um somebody like Jabari Parker. Wow, I was not expecting that. Really? Why? Um 
the system works better when they have a a, a stretch four who can shoot. Okay, but Jabari's pretty ball dominant. You think that's going to disrupt the whole ball movement team game that they have going on? But I don't feel like he's like, I don't feel like he's that as terrible as people make him out to be. No, he's not. He's not. You know, what I mean, I feel, I feel like, and I feel like he's he, and he. It's not like he, and he's not selfish. Like he's a he's a very willing passer. I feel like if he was if he was in the right system around the right players, he would adjust. I I don't know what's happening in Chicago. Cause I didn't yeah, think that's, that's a weird situation. Oh my gosh. I didn't think Chicago would be like what, like as terrible as they are now. I didn't think, I, I didn't think they would be like good or great, but I felt like they would still win some games just cause they're so young and talented. But yeah, I would. Yeah. If, if there's, I don't know, like if we could somehow get Jabari Parker for like, uh, Alan Crabb, who I'm not that big of a fan of, but yeah, I mean, his contract's terrible too. His his, what, his production is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's just terrible in general. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to. Like he's uh, he doesn't. He ha, he hasn't like diversified his game. To put right. It simply, like if uh, one of my favorite players on the Nets is uh, Joe Harris. I love Joe Harris. I love Joe so Harris. So underrated. Yeah. He's so underrated. And the thing was last year. Last year, Joe Harris was like one of the top three point field goal percentage shooters. And he was uh, second to LeBron and finishing at the rim. Get out of here. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like that. Think about that. That's a wild stat, right? That is a crazy that's stat. That's a wild stat. Because anytime he, anytime somebody closes out to him, he takes it to the rim and he finishes. Like he's a great finisher at the rim. Like he's very, op- um, he takes his opportunities really well and he's, he's, he can finish at the rim. So like he was, he was second to LeBron and finishing at the rim. At a certain point, he was one, and then you know LeBron is LeBron, so like that's not right. that's not going to change. But combine that with his ability to shoot the three, like that that's like he you can tell like that he has a he's not just stuck at the three point line. If it doesn't work out, it's like oh, I feel like with Alan Crabb, if his shot's not falling, it's it's like okay, I I really can't do anything. He doesn't doesn't really take it to the rim. He doesn't have like in between game. He he's a good defender. I give him that. Yes, he, he has like there were stretches where he was like a really good defender. So, but his contract is crazy for for being like right. a role I, role player type. Him and him and Demari Carroll. Yeah, at least Demari Carroll's playing well, so I can't I can't knock Demari Carroll. Crazy contract though, crazy contract. Great. Well, that's that, <laughs> that's that's Toronto's fault because that was Toronto. That was Toronto. That's were true. like, oh well, uh, um, we saw how he he kind of he kind of defended LeBron, and this is what we kind of need. So. <laughs> Let's throw, let's throw the bag at him. And they did. Yeah. No, I like Damari Carroll as a player, too. I just think he's not worth his contract. But if he's playing well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. So going into next year, I think the Nets are pretty much maybe a star away, maybe two away from being contenders in the East, at least. Who do you want coming to Brooklyn? Is there a star that you want specifically for Brooklyn? Is there, is there anyone in the free agency market that you think would fit the Nets pretty well? Um, Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Okay, Now, um, I see, I see all these. Uh, I see the tweets where everyone like, "Oh, let's uh, guys, we're gonna get Duran and Kawhi," and I'm like, "I look, um, if they show up, they show up. If they don't, they don't. I don't really care." Like, on um, on on that stat, like, I would rather have somebody like um, uh, Clay Thompson or something who's like who would fit well and it's not really he's not really ball dominant and would still move the ball around like I don't okay. I don't really know. I don't really I don't really know the plan going forward. I'm type of I'm just I'm just trying to enjoy this season as it goes along and I'm hoping for the best as the season progresses. Right. I don't really know. I don't I think I think they they're probably going to try and target uh Durant and or Kawhi, but I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily know if uh Durant leaves Golden State. Okay. And I don't, and nobody knows what Kawhi's thinking. So um, I don't think, yeah, the, nobody knows what the robot is thinking. So I don't know what, where he's going. <laughs> I don't even think he knows what he's thinking. That's what I'm saying. He like, doesn't know so, what he's programmed to think right now. Yeah. So like, if he if he stays in Toronto or if he leaves, I don't know. So do you think they're gettable though? Do you think Brooklyn's a destination that they would look at? Um, yeah, because okay. it's still it's still in New York. It's still in the New York market in terms of uh. 
I guess, visibility and being seen. Is it though? What, I mean, I don't want to be mean, but like, I don't know. No, no, no one you, talks I, about the Nets, dude. Like, from that's I'm, what I'm saying. From being from that's New a, York, nobody talks yeah. about the Nets. No one cares about the Nets, and it's that's, sad. That's a, and it's it's because it's, it's 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 a Knicks. It's a Knicks. It's it's gonna be. It's always gonna be the Garden and Knicks, right, right? So right. now you need to keep developing in terms of culture, in terms of winning. So the more True. they win. The more they win this season, moving forward, next season, it looks better. That's true. I mean, you know I think, I mean? That, yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing, though. I don't know if any free agents look at Brooklyn. They're like, well, it's New York. I don't think they look at it like that I, at all. And honestly, the fan base, I wouldn't say it's weak, but, like, you can get Nets tickets for pretty cheap, and the Barclays Center's not the loudest building in the world. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like they have the fan base to back it up where you can just – you know, as a player, get excited about it. I remember when Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett were in Brooklyn; they were complaining oh. about that type of stuff. Yeah, but I think that's that's kind of that's kind of shifting. That's changing a little bit. So, which is which is positive. That's I feel good. like in turn, the fan base is in, and it all comes back to the more you win, the more fans you're gonna get. Right. Nobody cares. Nobody's gonna care about your team if you're winning only 12 games a season. Like nobody, nobody's gonna give a. Nobody's right. gonna like if you're. Cause in that, cause you are, you are in the market you are in has uh, one of the, one of the biggest teams in terms of history already. So that's gonna be hard, hard to compete with. But I feel like moving. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like, okay, you pitch if you pitch into a free agent, right? And it's like, you're gonna be in New York. Um, you have a young core around you, and you're gonna be. It's so, uh, and we we win. So that's moving forward. And we just you're you're the one person we need. You're one step away from going over like whatever, going over the hump. So I guess that's the and way. And taking that, over New York. I mean, I, I yeah. guess that's how I would pitch it. Like taking over New York. But the problem is New York has you know room for free agents next year too. The, the, you can either choose the Garden with Christoph Porzingis, or you can choose the Nets, who I think are a better team right now and probably have a brighter future. I just don't know if free agents would see it that way. I mean. um, I don't know how long y'all gonna have uh, Porzingis, so uh, good luck with that. You stop that! You stop that right now! No, this it's kind of looking kind of shaky over there, man. It's you stop this. It's looking kind of shaky. Stop! It's How's look, it looking shaky? Looking he's, gonna, he's a restricted free agent. He, whatever money he gets offered, we can match, and we will match. There's no way he's gonna be anywhere else. So what if he? What if he doesn't? He just takes the uh, the one year, so he can be unrestricted. Please, Qua, please. Why are you doing this? this? I'm letting you. I'm letting you know right now. I'm letting you know right now. This is a strong possibility. So when it happens, don't be like, "Yo, this is crazy. I didn't see this coming." Listen, uh, I think Chris Boss loves New York. Fact. Um, I think Fizdale is bringing culture to that team, a winning culture, even though they're losing a lot. I think he's changing the culture of that team. Fact. Uh, they seem to like him. He seems to have the ear of that team. Fact. Um. They have money for free agents. I think it's very possible that they could lure in maybe a KD. I I, I would take someone like a Kemba. I would love Kemba in the Nick on the Knicks. I think they are going to get a free agent or two, and okay. maybe a lower tier free agent to bring in and, and fill a couple holes. I think they're going to be a good team next year, and I think that Porzingis, if he sticks around, he'll see that. And as long as they're competing, I think he'll want to stay in New York. And also, you you guys are going to have a high draft pick, so. Exactly. We might get Zion. And I don't think that's exaggeration. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, we're going to get Zion. You thank for, uh, thank for Zion. Does he fit on that team? No, he doesn't. <laughs> but here's the <laughs> thank, thing. Like, thank you. Thank you. Somebody <laughs> went logic. I just want to hear. Okay, Dude, that's cool. Uh, uh, that's cool. Funny story. <laughs> if you go on to the Knicks Reddit, like I know I, I, I just wanted to try it because I, I don't really do Reddit. But I was like, hey, listen, am I the only one who might prefer Ja over Zion for this team? And I got absolutely ripped a new fucking asshole, dude. <laughs> like, like, who the fuck is like, laughing at me? Like, what do you – like, you don't know nothing about basketball. I was like – and in my head, I'm like, listen, I Ja to me, like, he's a point guard. He's athletic. He distributes the ball. He's not going to get in Porzingis' way. He seems to be athletic as hell. Why not? At the same he, time, I understand, like, you know, Zion is a generational talent. You don't pass on that, and you build your team around that. If you get Zion and you feel like he's the next closest thing to LeBron, then you blow up the team and build around him, and you keep Porzingis. I wouldn't mind that either. It just might be another year or two before you're good again. Yeah. What do you think? What do you, where do you stand on all that? I just – uh yeah, I just – I don't know from uh, how – I guess if that – if, let's say, um, you guys get Zion – um. I guess he could play 
the him and Porzingis could fit like on the court at the same time, but right. Zion, I don't know. I don't see Zion playing the three or whatever, being able to guard threes. Like I, I think he's just an undersized four, which he's perfectly fine in doing because he's so he's a freak athletically. So Porzingis would have to play the five. Which yeah, I don't like that. We, that's what. But he's so he's capable. He's capable. I just rather him play the four. But who, uh, what five? What five is going to be able to guard him? Or what five can he like? Would he have trouble? That's with? true. And, and Porzingis is he's good defensively as well. So. Yeah, I don't know. That, it, it, it's just Zion to me. I I don't know if he's the next LeBron. I don't think he plays anything like LeBron. Not I at all. I think people are more enamored with his athleticism. They are his actual game. And listen, his actual game is really good. He can play. I'm not saying he can't play. I think he's, he's gonna be very skilled. He's very yeah. skilled. That's what he's gonna be very for. good. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be very good in this league. I don't think he's gonna be LeBron good though. He might be like Barkley good. I think I've seen some people compare him to Barkley, like undersized big guy. Which is fine if he like. That's amazing. He's a whole. Th- yeah. a hall of famer. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's not a knock on Zion at all. I, I just, just don't. I don't, I don't see know anybody being Nick. the next LeBron. Like that's just that's crazy. Yeah. Not right now. And yeah. and Ja. I mean, I just seen highlights of Ja. So I'm, I I have to watch like a whole game for me to like decide whether or not I want him. But from what I've seen of him, he's an absolute monster, and he averages ten assists a game, which to me is the Knicks need a playmaker. That's the I one will, thing with the Knicks right now. They need a playmaker. They have nobody to create plays for others. They're one of the last teams in assists. I don't know if it's Fisdale or the lack of talent they have right now, but they're not moving the ball. They need someone like him. I watched I watched him play. I watched Ja. Uh, and by the way, we're talking about Ja Morant, if uh, people aren't right, sure. Right. Um, ja Morant. Uh, he, play, he plays in Murray State. I watched them play uh, Auburn, and Auburn has uh, like pretty good top SEC guards. And... Ja was far by far the best player on that court. Yeah, they lost the game, but like by far he was the best player on that court, and he can he can shoot, which also like I was like okay, wow, he's not only only athletic, like he actually has a he actually has a jumper, and like I said, he's a really good passer. Um, I don't know how that again, like you guys have you guys have how many like all these all these point guards, like I don't want to listen. Moutier is gonna be gone. I don't know what's going on with Frank Nilakina. He um, sucks. I told. <laughs> I don't think he sucks, dude. He I don't sucks. think Frank's he, – he's like he's, – oh. he's the most unconfident NBA player I've ever seen in my life. He's also like – what is he, 19 or 20 or whatever he is? Like, he, he's a kid. He's, he's, he's a kid. He's a kid. He is a kid. Um, he's he, good defensively. I, th- I think you can tell just by the eye test that he can play the game. It's just that everything he does, he seems so unsure about. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I don't know with him. I just – But Moutier's not the answer. I don't think Moutier's going to be there. I don't think Trey Burke's the answer. Um they need shooters. I think Kevin Knox looks good. I think he's a starter in this league. I'm not saying he's a star, but I think he's a starter. Yeah. So you have Knox, you have Porzingis, which makes you tall as hell. Yeah. Uh, ja, like if we, let's just say hypothetically. And then I just think they need a, a shooter on the wing who you can get in free agency. Or maybe that's like you the person already, you – You already have Tim Hardaway Jr., bro. Stop. Stop, stop, stop it. Stop, uh, stop. St- no, 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 stop. no. Stop. <laughs> stop, stop. Don't do that, bro. You got Tim Hardaway, baby. You have Tim Hardaway. You have Damian Dotson. You have Courtney Lee. You- I like I like Dotson. Yeah. I do like Dotson. Yeah. I do. Courtney Lee, and, uh, I mean, got to get rid of that contract. But I do like Dotson. Yeah, Dotson, Dotson is tough. Um, Yeah, and also um, you have Luke Cornett. Like, you got shooters, bro. Like <laughs> But Cornette's someone you break off the bench for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Cornette's not a starter. Well, tell like he's not some... tell that to tell that to Anna's Cantor, okay? Ow, Anna's Cantor. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I had such a love hate relationship with that guy. I love like half of the things he does. I like half of his game, and then I hate half Bro, of his game. He plays so hard, but he can't play. <laughs> he can't play defense, which always is like the funniest <laughs> thing ever. He plays so hard, like. Aggressive and rebounder. And he's so good offensively. Yeah. I love him offensively. I love him offensively. It just and then I love half the things he, he just, Yeah, and then like the whole thing with him going on in Turkey is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, I mean, not, I'll take that. Yeah, back. not cool. But I know, <laughs> I know not, what you mean. I know what you mean. It's not cool. It's not cool. But it's like it's admirable that like he's speaking up against a a dictator and the government, and he's it's kind of badass of him if that if that makes yeah, sense. Yes, I don't think it's cool that he's wanted in his country and can go to Europe and die. Exactly, that's not cool. That's a great call. It's it's uh <laughs> not 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 that part's not cool, but it's I knew exactly what you meant when you said it's kind of cool. But um yeah yeah, but then he'll pop off on his mouth against someone like LeBron. It's like, dude, relax, please relax. Not, boy, that's that's so, the he's not that that part when it happened. I like that part about it just because I felt like he was defending Frank. Yeah, well, we, at that particular yes, but he he kept the war going for for months. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I like I like petty NBA. 
That's why I like Joel Embiid. I like <laughs> I enjoy that shit. Well, yeah, I like Joel Embiid too. And that honestly reminds me of the nineties Knicks with like Oakley and Mason. Um I feel like if Oakley and Mason had Twitter accounts back in the day, they'd be the same. Oh way. my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, they used to that oh they used to beat players like <laughs> and yeah, slap them around. Beat them down. But yeah, that, that that's oh, that's nice. a different time. But um yeah, no, I I just so going back, I feel like with in case with the Knicks, like if Zion goes there, will be I I don't know if because moving forward, I don't know if you um if you really should like I know you like Frank, but I don't, at this point, I'm like, is he really? What is he supposed to turn into? Yeah, he's he's not he's not going to turn into what we need him to turn him into. I think his ceiling right now is like bench player off the for like 15 minutes, and that's play good defense. And that's crazy for as high as he got picked, bro. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, it's crazy when you drafted him over Dennis Smith Jr. and Donovan Mitchell. Yes, I I, I told you I, I was saying Dennis Smith before the before that draft happened. When we were talking about, it, I was like, yeah, you got to get Dennis yeah. Smith. But I I wanted Dennis Smith too. Um, obviously hindsight, I would want Donovan Mitchell, but Dennis Smith to me is interesting as well. Like I I picture Dennis Smith on his team, and I'm not sure how he would fit. Dennis Smith is a very interesting player to me. I think he's electric. I think he's very. Talented. I don't know if I would build a team around him, though. I mean, okay, if if the team was Dennis Smith and uh, if it was because I I envision it with Dennis Smith and Porzingis with shooters shooters around him. And if Dennis Smith and Porzingis are running pick and roll at like, I feel like that would work. It could work. It could work. But I I think I would rather it in a weird way. I think it's kind of a blessing that we didn't get Dennis Smith because I would rather jaw. Hmm. So maybe maybe it's a blessing in the disguise that we passed up on him and 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 busted on Frank. But but you know what's gonna happen though, right? What you guys are gonna get like R.J. Barrett? Stop it! Stop it! Please remember, no. Remember, that... remember remember when you said you thought R.J. Barrett was a point guard? <laughs> he, right now he's playing point guard right now because uh, uh, Trey Jones, Jones is, is that, hurt. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, don't give me R.J. Please don't give me R.J. Yeah. I want nothing to do with R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. 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 You do. Yeah. I would no, keep I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be so mad. Yeah. Yo, if they, if they draft RJ Barrett, don't even don't call me, don't text me because I'm not picking up. Just know that I'm not picking up. I think he would be good for it. Stop it! No, you don't. Yes, I do. I no, feel you like don't. I feel like no, you don't. I feel like no, I feel not. like some some of the stuff he does where like that can get frustrated in terms of like uh, being selfish, like making selfish plays. I think those are easily correctable. No, it's not. We learned that with Melo. So you are what wow. you are. Stop, stop. Can you not just don't bring Melo into this? Try. Just <laughs> don't, Do you get don't, what I'm saying? Like no, 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 your no. mindset is your mindset when you play basketball. Don't if bring, Coach K can't fix that mindset, no one's gonna fix that mindset. Nah, but I feel like uh they they let him, they allow him just to cause I've never seen Coach K like yell at him and be like, yo, give up the ball. Like they just they want him to be aggressive and like he he hunts for baskets, like but he he wants it. That's the one thing I got. Like I I would I'll say about him, even though like sometimes he's very frustrated and watch. He he wants it in terms of, and that's very rare for some for a Canadian player, Andrew Wiggins. Um, oh, shots <laughs> fired. So I'm saying, um, hold on, you deserve one of these. Oh, <laughs> like he he cares when he plays. He plays with like, and that's all. And I didn't realize this until somebody pointed out. It's like. It's one thing to be talented because everybody that's in the NBA is talented. You just don't make it in the NBA unless you're talented. But right. then there's the other level, like how much do you want it? And how much are you going to put in to get better? How much are you going to put in when you're on the floor? Like, are you going to play like right. a musical? Or you but he might want it? it so he might want it so much that he shoots 30 times a game. Exactly. <laughs> you get and, what I'm saying? I don't yo, want that. And I'm like, that's but to me, that's correctable with the right coach. Do you well, think Fisdale, that, Exactly. It, do you think Fisdale yeah. is going to let that fly? If no, I don't think Fisdale. Exactly. Fisdale, but I think Fisdale plays favorites. Look how he's treating Moutier. I think he has a hard on for Moutier. But you know, not, he, not for nothing. Like the games I've watched, Moutier has played the best out of the point guard trio. Oh, he's the, yeah, he's by far the best point guard they had on the team right now. Yeah, he because is. because you know what it really comes down to. It if you look at all the three of them, you have Frank, who's what about six 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 or whatever it is. Yeah, not really great defensively. Not offensively, doesn't really bring much. Like. He should be more aggressive, but he's not. Uh, Trey Burke, who's undersized, and one day he will look like Allen Iverson. The next day he will look like Trey Burke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and Moudier, who's like 
even though like I guess because of whatever happened in Denver, like he he was still a lottery talent. And there are times he plays he plays well. It's just his shot is inconsistent. I know you like the Allen Iverson Trey Burke thing. Yeah, that's fire. I know that's pretty fire. It's dope. I'm gonna have to make a graphic out of that. Uh, oh, I've watched games where Trey, Trey Burke has been like dominant. I'm like, yo, this is the, yeah. that was that was in Michigan. That was like unstoppable. Like, yeah. And then I watch games. I'm like, yo, get this man off the floor, please. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right, Quavo. I'm going to end it right there because that was funny. That's a cool way to end it. <laughs> All right, man. Any new music coming out? I know we haven't worked on anything in a long time, but are you working on anything? Um, Yeah, I'm kind of – I put out a project previously called uh, Voices and Vices, and I'm kind of – I'm working on the second part of it right now. Sweet. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Just kind of, I mean, putting together some stuff, trying to, trying to create as I go along and uh, try to rap on beat. <laughs> which is not essential anymore apparently apparently um yeah apparently just, you can rap off beat and have a career now yeah it's just it's kind of it's kind of the new wave which i'm not not gonna get on that's kind of weird to me what a, what a world we live in right now what a world all right well if you want you can follow <laughs> dime on twitter at the dime nba i'm josh rodriguez at josh underscore rodriguez underscore i have no idea who's gonna be my, ne- my guest next week i have a few lined up i definitely want to get uh a few of the blazer gang on there was there's this uh, podcast called Blazer Gang Co-op that I was on. They're from Portland, Oregon. They had nice. me on to talk about the Blazers. And they were three cool dudes, so I'm going to try to get them on. Um, I know I want to get my friend Patrick Dees on. Ask him Josh Veltry. Josh Veltry, definitely. Yes. He's always a candidate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shooter. Yes. Get the shooter. shooter. Get the shooter. So, I was going to say, make options. sure make sure the Blazers ask them about if they do want Melo. Maybe by then Melo might have signed with the Blazers. We don't know. So ask them how they feel about that. That's true. I should ask them about that. We didn't because we didn't talk about Melo um, when I was on there. We talked about trade targets and everything, and Melo's name didn't come out. Yeah, so so that could that could be a that could be that that could be might happen. Yeah, that might happen before uh, before yeah. uh, that happens. So let's see. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Tune in next week for I don't know who I'll be with, but it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Quab, thanks for coming on, man. Always. All right. Take care. Later. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.